Welcome to Gateway Community Church, Webster, Texas. We're so glad you found us, and we hope this message helps you discover more about God and His unique plan for your life. here is just amazing. Yeah. I'm crying over there. So um, people ask me, hey, Robert, are you preaching this Sunday? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm preaching this. What are you preaching on? I say, well, let me give you a hint. See if you can figure it out. It's pretty subtle. Might take a while. But here's your hint. Thanksgiving is Thursday. Right? Thanksgiving one of my favorite times of year is Thanksgiving. It, uh, I don't know where this started, but I don't know where it started. But it's, someone had said it's the beginning of the holiday season when you get into this week of Thanksgiving. Uh, I was getting my hair cut a few weeks ago. The person cutting my hair said, hey, did you know there's only seven Fridays until Christmas? I said, what the what? That can't be right. And sometimes we just gloss right over Thanksgiving, but it's one of my favorite times because I like to look at Thanksgiving with the three F's and the one M. The M, you're saying? Hold on. Food. <laughs> Let me close in prayer. We're done. <laughs> Food. Family. Football. And more food. Three M's and an, or three F's and an M. More food. I just love this time of year. It brings back a lot of memories growing up, and I'm sure it does for you as you think back growing up in your own family. One of the things my mom used to do every Thanksgiving, we just knew this was coming right before the meal. She'd have a new tradition. She'd spring on us as kids, even as kids as adults. And what, it could be like a little uh, place card so we all know where we need to sit. Like that was ever a problem. But she'd always put those out, little theme on it. And one of the things she loved to do a lot was little scriptures. She put it all the place, places. And you knew as a kid, oh, we're going to have to read this if we want to eat kind of thing. So we'd all go around and read it as fast as we could possibly read to get the food. And then uh, there was times where she would just, we'd all stand behind our plates in our chair, you know, tradition. And she would say, okay, we're going to go around the room and everyone's going to say what they're thankful for. How many people have done that one? What you're thinking? Yeah, that just makes sense, right? A lot of great memories with that. So as I was thinking on Thanksgiving and I was thinking about um, the memories I had, you want to pick up that phone, it's ringing. The memories I had, I used to do junior high ministry, so this stuff doesn't bother me. I just call it out kind of thing. So um, one of the... Uh, so thinking about giving thanks, what I do nowadays is when something I gets in my mind and somebody says a, a, says a phrase, and I go, well, that's a phrase. I wonder where that came from. What I do now is I pull out my phone, and guess what I do? Who said that? You Google it, right? 
So I thought, Thanksgiving, I'm going to Google, what are people thankful for? I got a list. You're going to love this list. First I, first, I go, first, I got kids, right? Here we go, kids. Hudson, age four, he's thankful for rainbows. That's, yeah, that's an awe moment, right? River, I love the names of these kids too. River, age seven, I'm thankful to my mommy for letting me play iPad two times a day on the weekends. <laughs> Very practical. Brand, Brandon, pay, uh, age four, He's thankful for what I'm thankful for, too, is bananas. He just likes bananas. Uh, Pierce, age eight, is thankful. I'm my, mom, my mom's pumpkin pie. Thankful for my mom's pumpkin pie. She makes it the best. Max, age three, my Legos. Here's my favorite of them all. Harrison, age five, I'm thankful for food because I'm always hungry. Okay, so then I scrolled down and I came across the adults. Twitter, this might, this might uh, make, cause you to think a little bit. Twitter started looking through all the tweets that were sent out. Yes, they do that. Uh, under the phrase, I'm thankful for, and they came up with 10 things. Okay, I'm going to quickly run through these that adults are grateful for. And you'd be surprised, they aren't grateful for cars, money, success, Things a little deeper than that, and here we go. Number 10, thankful for God. That's good. We're here on a Sunday. That's good. Thankful for God. Number nine, they're thankful for today. Eight, everyone. Seven, friends. Six, love. They're thankful for love. Five, everything. So it's everyone, everything. Four, family. Three, people. Two, life. And number one, they're thankful for you. That's what I did, too. I read that. What? Thankful for you? They're thankful for their spouse, their loved ones. Who's not thankful for those people, right? So then, of course, I'm Googling, and, of course, as I scroll down, there's a definition. Dictionary.com, Thanksgiving, the act of giving thanks, grateful acknowledgement, our benefit, our favors, especially to God, an expression of thanks, especially to God, a day set apart to give thanks to God find that interesting, the dictionary. When you hear that, see the word Thanksgiving, those three definitions come with Thanksgiving to God. So, I, you know, this is something I've kind of knew over the years, that over in the NIV Bible, over a hundred times you can find the word thank or Thanksgiving. In the, and I got just a few. As you look in your insert there, I gave you a lot of scripture, plethora. A virtual cornucopia scripture on your, you'll know, for those who know where that came from, you're laughing. But to kind of follow along today, and I'm just going to read most of the scriptures you see there. If I skip over one, you need to read that. You need to kind of look at it. Don't look at me and go, well, Robert skipped one. Yeah, I probably did kind of thing. First, First Chronicles 16.34, give thanks to the Lord for he's good. His love endures forever. Psalms 9.1, I will give thanks to the Lord with all my heart. I will tell you all the wonderful deeds. Psalms 7.17, I will give thanks to the Lord because of his righteousness. I will sing of his praise in the name of the Lord most high. Psalms 104, enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. 1 Corinthians 5, 15, 57. Be thankful to God, but thanks be to God. He gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. 
one of my favorite verses, 2 Corinthians 9, 15. Thanks be to God for his indescribable, I love that word, indescribable gift. Ephesians 5, 20, always give thanks to God, the Lord, for everything. God, the Father, for everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Thessalonians 5, 18, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Jesus Christ. The idea of giving thanks comes easy when we have things in our life to be thankful for. I am thankful for my wife. I'm thankful for my kids, my grandkids. I'm thankful that I have a place I call home. I'm thankful for the food. It surely comes easy when we have things that are easy to be thankful for. But I put those last two scriptures in because they jumped out at me. A couple months ago, or about a month ago, Randy said, hey, I, I would love for you to preach on the Sunday before Thanksgiving. And I said, on, Thanksgiving, on giving thanks? He said, well, that would be a good thing. And I said, sure, I could do that. And I started reading scripture, and I came across these two, right? And I don't know how I did. I must have Googled. I don't know how I got these two verses. But they were like, as I read them to you, dump, bum, bum. And I got to that, and I thought to myself, wait, wait a minute. Always be thankful? Always? Give thanks in all circumstances? You know, realize that this is not simply a suggestion from God. So, hey, if you feel like it, give thanks. Hey, if things are going well, give thanks. I want to encourage you guys just to give thanks. This is more of a command from God to always give thanks. Give thanks in all circumstances. And I remember reading those verses, and I have to tell you, I sat back in my chair and I said, seriously? Really? Does God not understand life? Does God not understand? And you're looking at me going, hey, you're a pastor. Of course, God, you know God understands, right? I'm human. Just like you. Does he not understand how tough things can be? This morning, I want to share with you a journey I've been on. It's, it's, a, it's a personal journey. And uh, I'm the kind of guy that watches kittens on TV and I start crying. So I'm just giving you a fair warning. Because those two verses jumped out at me and I had to look at God and said, seriously? Especially when you're in the middle of it. And you're trying to figure out, it's easy to read all the great Thanksgiving verses and come to church and get a warm fuzzy and thankful. And you go home and you drop back into life and all that just because of what's going on. And this morning, I want to share with you a personal journey. And I'm still on it. I'm still learning. I appreciated Brandon standing right about here. You could tell. And that song just spoke to his heart. Because what we do and bring on Sundays has a lot to do with what's going on inside of our hearts. And we just want to share it. I just want to share with you my journey and where I'm at, at it right now. And, uh, and it starts with a timeline. 
and I'm going to do my best to get through this timeline. My mom came to visit last year, right before Christmas, with the idea that uh, she was going to move down from Arkansas and live in Houston with my wife and I and our kids. Uh, my daughter, who she had been living in the area with, her husband had been going through some real severe medical issues and almost died. And uh, so we figured as kids, we need to get mom into where we have that family that could watch over her and be with her. She was very spry, kind of owned her life, kind of didn't really want people to tell her what to do kind of thing. So she came in December, had a wonderful Christmas with her. She came with my sister, had a great time. Not too long after Christmas, on uh, the 28th, she got sick. So we thought it was important. We uh, called the emergency, and they came out. The ambulance took her to the hospital. She got better in the hospital, came home. On uh, uh, first of uh, the new year, but was quickly back in the hospital on the 4th. On the 8th of January, surgeon told us they have to remove her colon. The 9th, the surgeon and doctor placed her in hospice. And on the 9th, she passed away. Thankful? Are you kidding me? Doesn't stop there. The good news in all of this was my daughter got engaged. That was awesome. Flew out to San Diego, had the memorial service for my mom. In the midst of this, a dog that we had 10 years died. Seriously? Went to Arkansas to close my mom's house down. In April, Karen's mom went to the hospital, emergency, having pain in her back. They decided to, oh, it's probably just muscle. But the surgeon there, or the doctor there, said, you know what, let's do a, a CT scan just to make sure. Before you leave, let's just do a CT scan. You know where I'm going, right? Well, they did the CT scan, and they found spots on her liver, and her pancreas was enlarged. Few days after Mother's Day, they confirmed pancreatic cancer. May 21st, she entered hospice. July 14th, she passed away. Seriously, come on now. Always give thanks. Give thanks in all circumstances. Explain that to me. That was the argument I had with God. I couldn't understand it. This doesn't make sense. Went out to San Diego again, had the memorial service, had a wonderful moment of a wedding with my daughter and her husband, and then just recently got back from a trip out of San Diego closing my mother-in-law's house down. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Karen and I are really looking towards 2019. We are... You know, I tell people that we are really looking forward to 2019. As I reflect back on this year, yeah, it's hard. It brings tears. And in the middle of all of this, I read the scripture that says, give thanks. Always give thanks. Give thanks in all circumstances. And I was sitting in my office, and I got this window 
that looks at what's left of some um, nature. You know, they built that strip mall right there. Well, I still got a little bit of nature I can look at. I'm looking at that thinking, well, God, I can't just leave it there on Sunday. And as only God can do, he directs my thoughts to Hebrews 12, 2. It says, keep your eye on Jesus, our Lord and instructor. In Hebrews 3, 1, holy brothers and sisters who share in the heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus. And I sat there and I, I read those and I started thinking, so are we being told that we need to get our eyes off our circumstances and if we simply place them on Jesus, everything will be okay? Is that what you're telling me, God? And he kind of whispered and said, kinda, not really. So I started researching the passage, and I started thinking, you know, difficult times, tragic situations are very powerful moments and seasons in our lives that drive us deep into our emotional being, that brings out profound sadness and despair and hurt. I don't think God's saying ignore that. He created that in us. So as I looked over those scriptures, one thing we need to understand when Paul was writing it, he wasn't talking specifically to those moments of time. He's talking about the whole of Christian life. As we walk through our life, our whole of life, we need to constantly keep our eyes on Christ, our focus on him. And then second, as I was thinking about that, I began to realize as God revealed to me, it's not so, it's this passage to fix your eyes on Jesus, not so much if you do this, then this will happen. If you put your eyes on me, then you'll be okay. It's not so much that. God began to say, Robert, it's not about the how. How do you get through this? It's about the why. And not the why did this happen. The why should you place your focus on me? We want quick remedies. We want if I do this, I get this. If I push this button, I get this. That's not how God works. God says, I want you to look at why you should keep your focus on me. And then I will show you how you can give thanks, always give thanks, and give thanks in all situations. So as I was thinking on that, again, this is my journey. I'm just, there's a lot of minutes and a lot of hours of thinking and praying that went into this. But I was just thinking on that. as only God can do again in my life, I'm, lay, I'm sitting there in my office chair and all of a sudden Psalms 100 pops into my head. Pops into my head. God laid Psalms 100 into my head. Let me read this to you. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who had made us and we are his. We are his people and his Chief of his pasture, enter his gates with thanksgiving, his court with praise, give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is 
Well, we sing a lot today. The Lord is good. His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues to all generations. Why, why should I focus on Jesus? Two very important key truths that you're found in Psalms 100. Because he's God. The Lord is God. God is God. And number two is because... He is good. I'm sitting there going, all right, I see where you're going with this. I got it. God is God. And as I was uh, thinking on that, I ran across a, a statement from a person that says, think about it. If God is something less than all knowing, everywhere at the same time, an all-powerful God of the Bible, he would not have the ultimate power or authority to impose his goodness. Kind of makes sense. He would be less than almighty God and then subject to external powers. And then, if God was God but wasn't good, we would all be deservedly doomed to eternity to a Christ-like hell. But the amazing thing is that he is both God and he's inherently good. God is God. And it says to know that the Lord is God. The know is a command. It's a requirement. It's absolutely necessary that we recognize, that we acknowledge in the middle of yuck, God is God. And I'm not. And I'm learning that. Psalms 46.10 says, Be still and know that I am God. Malachi 3.6 says, I am the Lord and I do not change. So he's God and he doesn't change. Which is a great thing to know. He's the same God created the earth. He's the same God who loved, the, loved us so much he sent his son. And he's the same God who's living inside me and who's living inside you right now. Same God, and he's God. So how do I always give thanks and good thanks in all circumstances? Well, here's a clue. It doesn't say be thankful for your circumstances. It says be thankful in your circumstances. Okay, all of a sudden, I'm beginning to go, okay, God, I, I get where you're going here. Because I am not thankful that both my moms died. But I am thankful that in the middle of all that, God is God. God is God. Paul reminds us of this. Our hope comes from God. May he fill you with joy and peace because you trust, because of your trust in him. May your hope grow stronger by the power of the Holy Spirit. Where does our hope come from? God. Who fills us with joy and peace? And we grow stronger by the power of? God, Holy Spirit, good to the point there. <laughs> Only preach it because God t 
told me. And on top of this, we discover that not only is God God, but he's good. Now, this one took me a while to figure out. Well, you're a pastor. You should have figured it out right away. I can figure it out when it's disconnected from something in my life. But when it collides with life situations, painful, it's hard to figure it out. It's hard to get your head above the emotion and above the sadness and hurt and above the question of why was all this happening. We read in the Psalms, for the Lord is good, his love endures forever. What does this mean? The goodness of God is one of his attributes, as well as a description of his very essence. And so, he is the foundation of goodness and everything good. And what does, and what does it do? The goodness of God is evident in all his creation and accomplishment. You just go back to creation when he ended with this creation saying it was very good. We, can, we cannot earn it and do not merit his goodness. However, it is available to us regardless of our situation in life. <laughs> and even through, even though we are not worthy of it. However, we read in Psalms 145.9, The Lord is good to all, and his loving kindness is over all his work. And since he is a good God, it assures us that his plans and his purpose for us is, is good. I'm figuring that out. If you're sitting there going, well, I know what that is. Well, then I'm going to just uh, respectfully say, you just tied it in a bow and put it in a box. We'll be spending the rest of our life trying, lifetime here on earth trying to figure out the goodness of God. Amen. It's not something you just, a sermon, and you walk out, oh, I don't know. It's a, it's a lifetime of learning. What does that mean? First of all, that he's God. And second of all, that he's good. James says this, every good and perfect gift comes from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. And here's a question. If that's true, if God is good, then it doesn't seem to ring true that he's good when circumstances in our life are bad, are painful, seem unfair, are just not right. If God is good, then why is my life not good at times? I'm a Christ follower. I have God in my life. Why is that? Well, it's not a God thing. It's not his problem. It's not his issue. It's my issue. Because I have a tendency to connect when things go good in my life with God's goodness. So when things go good in my life, I walk around and go, God is good. God is good. When things don't go good in my life, I go, where are you? Why don't you care? How come you're not doing anything? Why is this happening? And as I reflect back over 2018, I can tell you that this year was not good. However, 
God is teaching me that his goodness that is deeply rooted into his character that never changes his love and faithfulness for me and my family helps us, continues, helps us, and will continue to help us to endure, persevere, and to move forward. Psalms 105, for the Lord is good. His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. As we uphold and in difficult times, and this is where I'm at, hold on to the truth of God's goodness, this does not mean a life absent of hurt, of pain, of struggle, and at times, why God, why? But rather, it drives us to a keen awareness of his presence and his goodness in every situation. His goodness and who he is does not change according to what happens in my life. And people, if you need an anchor to hold on to, that's your anchor. Because what's going on in our lives does not change him. Everything around me changes. Christmas will be different. But God is God. And he is good. So on this Thanksgiving, I say this to myself as much as I say this to you. Shout for joy to the Lord. Worship the Lord with gladness. Knowing that the Lord is and is God. And let us give thanks to him and praise for his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. When you go and have Thanksgiving, that little sermon insert is chock full of Thanksgiving verses. Take a few moments and either quietly are around the table, read them. Read the Psalms 100. Remind yourself, no matter what's going on in your life, no matter how low the low gets, or how high the high gets, God will always be God. And because of that, he will always be good. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, that's a journey I'm on, and I thank you for being a God who guides me on that journey. And I know my wife's on the same journey and my family. And we ask for you to continue to guide us. I pray for those that are in this room that are going through issues, that you would remind them deep in their soul that you are God and you are good and you are with them every step of the way. And while the situations they're in are difficult and at moments of time drowning them, that they know that you are there with them and that you are God. We thank you for being God who cares. And all, peop all God's people said, if you're here this morning and you need prayer, 
please come down front right here. Tom's setting up right now for prayer to come down. Also, I'll be out here with some people. If it's first time with us on Sunday, love to just say hello to you kind of thing. If you just want someone to talk to, I'm over here. I'd be more than happy to talk to you, talk to you about life and what's going on. Stand up. Go out with thanksgiving, realizing that God is God and he is. Amen. To learn more about us, visit www.gateway-community.org. Welcome to your journey.